Well, praise the Lord. And you're listening to IHAP Podcast, episode number 13. On today's session, I would like to welcome Pastor and National Messages of Peace President, Brother Jacob Rodriguez of City Light Church. And also, I would like to thank uh, all of you uh, other listeners that are joining us today, especially those for that are listening for the first time. Thank you very much. And if you'd like any more information about this podcast, please follow us on Facebook, YouTube channel, SoundCloud, Instagram. Just search uh, on those bars for IHOP Podcast, and then those platforms will connect you to the other ones where you can find us. And I am your host, uh, Reverend Mario Aguera, and I'm excited to get started. Pastor Jacob, praise the Lord and welcome, sir. Praise the Lord, Brother Mario. Thank you for having me on your, your podcast. It's an honor. Oh, my pleasure, Pastor. My pleasure. Um, I, we haven't had the opportunity to uh, meet in person, uh, Pastor, but one of the things that really impressed me in my spirit uh, was, you know, through social media, your postings, someone posted something that you uh, posted and it got reposted. And then it was just two little lines, sir, and it was impactful and it really just touched my spirit. And one of the things I wanted to share with you, Pastor, was I really felt that it wasn't something that, you know, maybe you got from somebody else. Uh, I don't feel that that was a case or any, you know, I don't feel like it was just you sharing something else motivational, but I just felt like it was something you got from your prayer closet and you just wanted to share it with, you know, with everybody. And and it really, really just impacted me in that way. And I was just thinking, I got to speak with this brother. I got to meet this brother. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, it, it, it's great to, you know, to meet you at least through this medium and, and, you know, social media is, um, you know, it's, it, it's it's really a phenomenon that has, uh, um, you know, enabled this generation to communicate. And, and I think it's a blessing, you know, that I'm able to uh, share my thoughts and, and ideas and, um, you know, dialogue with people. You know, maybe uh, the generation before didn't have that luxury, mm. you know, so the fact that we can share little, little, uh, little quotes or scriptures or little words of encouragement to kind of, uh, you know, um, put a smile on someone's face, you know, or, or help somebody who's going through a difficult time. It's, that's great. So uh, it actually um, makes me, makes me feel good to know that, uh, that we were able to connect even just on that level. Yes. Yeah. And like you were kind of just what you were mentioning, Pastor, I mean, definitely you can open up that app or any social media app and you can already just read so much negative stuff or, you know, things that can bring you down. So it's great, like I said, to kind of inspire. And and it's through that word of God, you know, through that word of God also. Uh, and kind of connecting with that, though, Pastor Jacob, um, how did this journey start for you? Where where was that encounter for you, sir, with your relationship with God? Wow. Well, well you know, it's really, uh, it, it's, it's a narrative that, mm. you know, began even before I, was born, mm. um, you know, I want to thank the Lord and just, um, you know, show how grateful I am. Um, I'm, I am a fifth generation, uh, apostolic believer wow. and, um, and a third gen and a third generation pastor, um, you know, just having grown up in a, uh, uh, ministerial home, um, you know, the word of God, the, the reverence, for the Lord, everything, church, you know, it was just ingrained into me mm. uh, as a boy and uh, and as a young man. And, um, you know, I, I I can, speaking just from my own experience, I mean, um, because my dad was a, 
preacher and, and my grandfather was a preacher and mm-hmm. you know I got to hang around a lot with with preachers you mm-hmm. know and whenever my uh, my dad would be hosting an evangelist or um, a revivalist or someone who was coming in and, and you know um, you know I, I was a little boy who got to just sort of you know uh, just tag along I guess and and hear these men talk and and I would say that the you know the seed or or the, the call was there even before uh, I I realized it and um, you know other other little boys and kids you know they grow up with uh, their their heroes are you know uh, Michael Jordan or Joe Montana <laughs> you know when I was a kid and you know I think I just dated myself there but uh, <laughs> you know uh, they grow up aspiring to be you know the next. Uh, you know, superhero, the next sports star, the next movie star. And, and for me, you know, my heroes were preachers. Mm. I mean, I, uh, I know they didn't have like baseball cards and things like that, but, yeah. but to me it was, um, it, it was really a, uh, it captured my, my imagination mm-hmm. it captured, you know, just, the, I, I think the Lord just had grace on me from that, that early age. And, and, and from about the age of 12, I really, uh, that was the the age that I um, that I gave my life to the Lord. Wow! And was uh, baptized uh, in Jesus' name. Also, the same year, uh, received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Um, and that's just really when when you know the relationship with God became more less of of you know a spec you know me spectating mm-hmm. you know other men and other and uh, the Lord drew me in you know and I. Um, picked up my Bible and, and I just began to, you know, uh, begin to preach in my room <laughs> by myself and just, you know, a, a love, a love for God, a love for His Word, mm. um, and I just think that that was around the age where, where I just had this precious, uh, very private, um, you know, encounters with the presence of God, mm. uh, not just at church. I mean, those were, those are beautiful moments, but it was just those moments in my room, those moments in the living room, um, where, you know, we would, I would just, you know, pretend like we were having church, yeah. you know, and I would start preaching or I, you know, and, um, and it was just those moments where mm. I, I, I think God was stirring something in me. And, um, then not till later on, um, till I reached uh, my later teenage years, um, I was a, a senior in high school, mm-hmm. where uh, I really, I, I, I think that's when the Lord really confirmed um, that calling mm-hmm. in my life. And um, the Lord used some, uh, not only my own father, but um, some men who, you know, who spoke over my life and and just affirmed me and, you know, and I just, um, I knew from that point on that, uh, you know, I wanted to spend the rest of my life, not only serving the Lord, but dedicating myself to preaching the gospel mm. and, you know, to give my life to, to the ministry. And, um, so, you know, that's, that's sort of been the tutelage, yeah. you know, the, the grooming that, that I came under. I'm very grateful to have, uh, my father was, has the greatest influence um, in me really uh, 
being the man that I am today. So, yeah. Oh, praise God. Praise God, Pastor. So uh, I was reading somewhere, Pastor, that you posted, if I was correct, um, if I read it correctly, that at the age of 12, is uh, was that your dad sent you out to knock on doors? Is that correct? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. So, tw- yeah, so that, before you were was, baptized. Uh, that was um, the same year. Oh, okay. You know, and it probably, you know, I, memory can't, uh, I, I don't know. I can't remember if it was, you know, before or after. I wouldn't be mm. surprised if it was even before that. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know he. That that was the that was all I knew. Mm. You know, it, it was it was church. It was you know serving the Lord. It was um, evangelizing and and um, my dad. He treated me and my brothers as if we were um, not in the way mm. of his ministry, but part of his ministry. Mm. And you know he would include us. He would send us out. You know. Yeah. Um, Knee shaking and throat rattling, you know, <laughs> talk to people about Jesus, and but it it, it really helped me overcome mm. the the fear of speaking to strangers about Jesus, and um, you know, just overcoming the fear of standing before people and and, and talking about God, and so yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was definitely a, a quite an experience. Yeah, I can imagine. I can only imagine, Pastor. Um, you know, you, you, you see young people and, and, you know, trying to find identity and, and like you mentioned, you, you found yours at such a young age and, uh, you know, in, in Christ and it, it was still a learning process, I imagine, but, um, you know, having that father figure and you mentioned the generations that kind of were before you, uh, pastor, um, but why do you think it's different now? And sometimes when I, young people struggle to find their identity in Christ. Well, I think there's there's this, um, and it kind of goes back to the the phenomenon of, you know, both social media, technology. Mm. Um, you know, there are, there are forces at work mm. in our society today that both alienate um, re- relationships mm-hmm. from really connecting the way that uh, prior generations uh, we're able to connect, mm-hmm. you know, um, the young people today, you know, they're tech, you know, in terms of technology are more connected, mm-hmm. more, um, informed than any generation in the history yeah. of humanity. But, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, that we are communing mm-hmm. the way that, that we ought to, um, and I really believe, like, if you look at an example in Scripture, like um, the Apostle Paul and his spiritual son, Timothy, um, you know, prior to him writing the letters to him, um, you know, from long distance, there, mm-hmm. there was a, uh, a period of time in which he mentored him, uh, took him under his wing, discipled him, loved him, mm-hmm. gave him that attention, and... You know, so that later on when he speaks to him, uh, even though his words may be firm and uh, even um, stern at times, mm-hmm. it's it's coming from a loving place. Yes. And and I think that one of the things that's missing nowadays 
is just that, um, you know, the the generations are mm. not uh, as intertwined mm. uh, as they should be. You know, yeah. uh, the proverbial American house is like, you know, you have the kids, everyone's on their mm. their iPads and their iPhones and fathers are watching the game yeah. and, and mom is, you know, doing something else. And, and there's just this disconnect and, and it bleeds into the church, you yes. know, it bleeds into the church. And, um, and the, I think the, the unfortunate thing is that, you know, you know, leadership and, and I, and I say just universally, not mm-hmm. to point anyone out in particular, but, you know, you haven't done an, a well enough job in um, connecting and relating with, you know, the young people mm-hmm. and to help them show them who they are, mm. you know, because the, the identity is, is not just taught, it's mm. caught, mm. you know, it's not just taught, it's caught. Yes. And that to me means in order for someone to catch the mantle, you know, like Elisha caught Elijah's mantle, mm-hmm. You have to be you have to be in proximity to that person. You have to be around that person, you wow. have to be near that person. And so mentorship, um, uh, you know, spiritual fatherhood and, and motherhood and um, that those are all things that were um, just organically ingrained in you know the, the, this, the first waves of Pentecostal revival, the, the growth of the apostolic church mm-hmm. before technology and all that, those things were, were ingrained. And, and I feel now, you know, we, we have a challenge, yes. you know, and, and because we can, we can say the truth, we can teach, we can preach, yes. we can, um, you know, exhort. But if the relationship isn't there, mm. you know, it, it's, I think that's where the, the identity comes in. You know, mm-hmm. that's where, you know, Old Testament, when the fathers would name their children, mm. first of all, the fathers would name them. So that's, that's very significant, but they, they would bless them. Mm-hmm. They would put their hands on them and, and bless them. That's, you, you see Jacob doing that with all of his 12 sons. He yeah. names them, he blesses them. And it, it's just that hands-on ministry, hands-on fatherhood, mm. and mentorship. Um, it takes a lot of work yeah. and it's not, it's not something that can be done on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that can be done at a, at a conference and I'm all for conferences. Yes. And I'm all for, uh, technological advances. Sure. And I'm all for those tools, but, but at the end of the day, it does take work. It does take time. And if we would show this generation that attention, that love, I think that some of the concerns, some of the issues that may be surfacing, can be dissolved or diffused mm. um, and, and maybe there won't be as much panic because we'll have a, we'll have a much closer pulse on, on these young people and be mm. able to steer them in the right direction. Wow. Well, but yeah, it's not, it's not taught, yeah. it's caught. That's good. <laughs> wow. Pastor. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, I really believe that. Yeah. I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the relationship that, that's really what these young people, and I think the Lord is allowing me to see that even to a greater degree. Mm. That's what they're craving. Mm. That's what they're craving, you know, mm. and especially those, I mean, I was fortunate to, like I've said, to grow up in a, in a home mm-hmm. with, with, with a, with a father who was, you know, both present mm-hmm. and, and actively involved 
and interested in my life mm-hmm. and what I was doing. Well, you know, traveling across this country, even, you know, foreign places, you know, there are so many young, young ladies and young men who don't have those authority figures in their life, mm-hmm. don't have father figures or, or even a good mother figure in many cases nowadays. And so that's, that's the gap. That's a hole that is, it, it's, it, it requires, um, there's, the, there, there's a void yeah. for someone to, to feel. And, and so, um, you know, with God's help, with, with prayer, with, with the Lord touching, um, men and women who, who would be willing to spiritually adopt mm-hmm. this generation who, who is missing that, my goodness, we, we're going to see a great, um, uh, restoration yes. and a great, um, you know, release of, you know, generational blessings. Yes. Amen, Pastor. Uh, and Pastor, um, kind of tying in the next subject I want to speak about, because uh, you are an author, you're a published author, and um, I haven't had the, the benefit of reading any of your books yet, but is, is there one of your books that touch on that type of subject? Well, yes. Yes, actually, Brother Mario, there is. Um, as you mentioned, I've, I've been, been blessed um, to have been able to write and publish um, several books already. And um, a few years ago, I published a book called Shift, mm. just, just that one word, okay. Shift. And it's a guide for young adults. Now, the interesting thing about this book is I wrote it really when I just started uh, serving um, the messengers of peace, in fact, I wasn't even on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been asked to help as a coordinator and um, just really getting my feet wet. Mm-hmm. But the Lord began to instill in me, uh, show me some, uh, some, some things about this generation that, that, uh, that were of concern to me. And mm-hmm. I, and so I went to, I, you know, I went to my computer and I began to write this book called Shift. And, and it's really just, it's an effort, it's an endeavor to help bring clarity and bring direction um, to, to young lives that are in search of meaning, in search of purpose, um, identity, and, 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 and value. Mm-hmm. And so in that book, you know, I cover... Uh, a full gamut of, of topics that are relevant mm-hmm. to young people, you know, such as, you know, starting off at the very central, uh, central need, which is a, a relationship with God mm-hmm. and sort of building from there. But, um, yeah, that book was, was written with the sole purpose of helping, um, young people, mm-hmm. you know, discover, discover, God and discover themselves mm. in this world and, and, and even how they can make an impact. You know, um, I've learned a lot even since writing them. <laughs> I've, I've even, I've, I have even considered, you know, revising it to include oh. some, some new information. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that, that's the one book that when I am asked, when a young person comes mm-hmm. and they're wanting, uh, I, I'll always recommend shift mm. to them because it's, um, you know, in fact, I even talk about, you know, uh, dating and, 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 you know, picking the right, <laughs> marrying the right person. Sure. And, uh, 
Yeah, so these are all questions that are sort of, you know, um, circling in their minds. And, and so, yeah, that, that one book, I think, is it would be um, very beneficial for, for a young person uh, or a youth group, group to, to you know, study as a group mm. and to um, do some discussions and some Bible studies based off of that material, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, Pastor. Yeah, I was uh, just, uh, I mean, you can find these also if you search for them, and you can find them on actually on Amazon. Uh, you can purchase these books and La Dama del Señor, Crave, Hidden Kings, uh, Her Story, The Women's Touch, The Lord's Lady, The Shift, the book you were just mentioning, and Lion Lions. And uh, yeah, with just a full uh, series of books, I was thinking, my God, how have not how have I not heard about these yet? <laughs> Uh, so I definitely want to look into those, Pastor, for sure. And the one thing um, that that uh, that I appreciate you saying, Pastor, is you know being that model or making an impact in that world, and um, that kind of ties into my other thing I wanted to touch on with you. And and we're talking a little bit about social media. You know, there can be their negatives, but definitely we talked a little bit about how they're positives. You know, we can outreach now different levels, different places where before that was kind of more of a challenge. Uh, but you're also on SoundCloud, and uh, one of the series I was I've been listening to was the um, uh, the series titled "My Story," and and you know you touch on that a lot about uh, you know being that example. And what I really love that you said, Pastor, amongst all the other things, was your everyday coworkers will probably will not pick up their Bibles. They might have them, they might read them, but the only reflection that people have about who God is is what they see in us. And that was just wow, Pastor. And and that series, if it, it's just awesome, it's just awesome word. It's an awesome series, and and you talk about testimony. And, and can you touch a little bit about that, Pastor, about testimony and and that series for you? Sure, sure. And I'm thank you for um, for telling the audience about um, my sermons from that are recorded and published on SoundCloud. My church, City Light Church, mm -hmm. in Mountain View, where you know the desire for that has always been to share the Word of God openly yes. and to um, you know uh, serve as an outpost mm -hmm. for people who are um, you know hungry for the Word and, and need hope and encouragement. And we did a series, um, the one you mentioned, that's yeah. my story, and um, that was our summer series. And, oh, okay. You know the idea behind it was you know God wrote a story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, David describes it, his writings as, you know, um, he numbers my wanderings and he, my life, you know, is in his book, you know, mm -hmm. and um, there is this, there are, there are these earthly hints, you know, to a great author and finisher of our faith mm -hmm. who, um, who has pinned a masterpiece yeah. and filled with, the drama and the, <laughs> the twists and the turns of any good best-selling novel, you know, except it's except it's not fiction. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's our it's our lives we're talking about. But um, but for us to be assured that we didn't get here by accident, mm. you know, but in the same way that an author approaches um, a book, the Lord he intended for us you know we're fearfully and wonderfully made mm. uh, um, and his and so so the idea was to encourage people to open their eyes help them to see that um 
there is a story that God has written for every one of us to live out. And there are chapters in our lives. Some are filled with pain, mm -hmm. um, with grief. Others uh, filled with joy and, and excitement. And But to understand that um, we're all a work in progress mm -hmm. and that uh, you, you might be in between chapters you might mm. you know i think it's just a great analogy for life yeah. a metaphor for life you know for us to see our our lives as a story and, and as you mentioned the, the testimony part of it is simply that you know there is no greater weapon mm. that that we have than than the testimony that, yes. that each of us possesses you know i believe the word of god is, is as it as itself Describe as sharper than any two-edged sword. Yes. It's, it's the, you know, it's it's a sword of the spirit. It's powerful, but um, you know, there's a scripture in Revelation where uh, John the Revelator uh, describes the, the the victories of the end time church mm. and, and how believers are are overcoming, and he says that they overcame him, meaning the devil. Mm -hmm by the blood of the lamb mm. and by the word of their testimony. Now wow. the blood of the lamb is very, very pungent, relevant to us because that speaks of the blood of Jesus. But the word of their testimony, I, I guess I've heard it mis, misused before to mm. mean the word of God. And, and I guess you can make that, you can make that, uh, that application. But, mm. but if you read it, it's, it's actually not a reference to, the word of God is a reference to our personal testimony. Mm. So what's going to gain, give the believer victory over their trials, victory through their conflicts and situations is first the blood of Jesus, yes. but the story that God has written in your life, mm. the, the testimony of his power and his grace, the testimony of, of his love and and that is where we draw mm -hmm. strength. That's where we draw. Um, that's where we draw inspiration for things that we're going through. Because we remember that God is faithful. Mm, we yes. remember that 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 God healed us. You know that that He delivered us. You yes. know, and, and that's that's our story. Yes. So, um, you know, there's there's a very uh, powerful truth to unlock there. For anybody who you know is facing a difficult time and mm -hmm. they're feeling like they're they're under attack, mm -hmm. or, you know, there's there's a pressure to conform. You have a testimony. Yes. You have a testimony, and, and that that God is faithful. You know, David said, "You know, I was young, but now I'm old. Mm. But I've never seen the righteous Amen. forsaken." Or his seed begging for bread. Yes. In other words, when he, when I, when I hear those words, I was young, but now I'm old. Yeah. What I'm really hearing, what I'm hearing is, you know, from chapter one to chapter done, <laughs> you know, God has been faithful. Yes. God has been faithful. You know. So we read the end of the book, Brother Mario, and we win. And we're victorious. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Ah, oh, that's awesome, Pastor. Yeah, and, and I really, uh, you know, looked at that verse that you used about the woman that was uh, fetching water from the well, and when she had her bucket, 
as she had that encounter with Jesus. Uh, you know, in that series, you used one of the, that verse, that analogy, that story. And my God, Pastor, the uh-huh. the way you just and I also I I was telling my wife I was just so emotional when I when I heard this uh, this lesson or your preaching, and uh, I was telling her, you know, is this something about Pastor Jacob? You'll hear in his preachings, he'll say, "I want to make this applicable to you. <laughs> I want to make sure this is going to be something you can use." And I like that. I really appreciated hearing that. You know, for some reason, like. Oh, he wants me to get this. He wants me to be able to, uh, you know, not just not just be impressed, but to really be able to apply this word of God, you know, in my life, you know, move on, you know, with it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then the the story that you were mentioning about the woman at the well, and and it just really helped me to see that, you know, Pastor. As long as I I've, I've been serving God, and and it's just amazing when God inspires uh, or speaks to people, especially our you know, through ministry or through, through, through any way that God's going to co- contact or communicate with you and and just be able to inspire and open you to see something a different way. It's just like, wow, that's, you know, the Word of God is just awesome. Amen. Yeah. It is. It's our source of source of life. You know, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, Amen. but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so um, it, it got to be in the Word. Yes. Know, every day, and and that's that's where we draw our, our our strength, so we get direction, and you know, and my my desire when I, whenever I preach, mm-hmm. whenever I write, if I'm ever communicating God's word to someone, yeah, you know, I I ask the Lord to give me, I call it this way, um, to give me an applier's heart, mm. give me an applier's heart, how in other words. Help me to view scripture um, and interpret it for people in a way that they can use in their life mm-hmm. on, on an everyday basis, you know, and uh, make sense of it. Because, yeah, you could you can gain a lot of knowledge and, and mm-hmm. you can understand how it means and, and what it means in the in the original languages of Hebrew and Greek and mm-hmm. all of that. But but if you don't know, you know how to you know how to hold your faith and on, yes. on Monday at work when you're being tempted and you're, 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 you're under pressure. I mean, then, then, uh, all of those fancy words don't mm. really do much, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. So. Uh, pastor, that's very, very true. I had a, a pastor friend, uh, uh, from here from Arizona, pastor Robert Ortega. And he was mentioning, sometimes we fall in love with the messenger and we lose passion for the message. And he goes, you know, our favorite speaker's talking, and he could be saying chicken in a bucket, and we get all emotional. He goes, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know, we, we need to have, you know, <laughs> we need to have that passion for the Word right. of God. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, so, Pastor, locally there, um, what what do you find yourself uh, going on in your church local-wise, Pastor? How, how's everything going there? Things are going very well, you know. Um, I'm not sure if the if the audience is, is is aware or or if you might be aware, but you know, our church was has the story of City Light Church mm-hmm. you know, is, is 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 a is a great one. I mean, we, uh, my wife and I, my family and um, and one other family, uh, just just a little over three years ago, we planted 
this church uh, from scratch in in the city of Mountain View, California, mm -hmm. and it's right there in the Silicon Valley, um, and you know, just with a with a burden for the city, with, with a with a heart for people, mm -hmm. and you know, wanting to um, wanting to get it right, mm -hmm. and wanting to provide a place that people could belong, mm -hmm. believe, and become, mm -hmm. and that's sort of been our mantra from day one: belong, become. become. Uh, we try to we try to filter all of our our ministries and our programs through that, and the Lord has blessed us in three years. And I, uh, to be honest, I I did not even know how much work uh, it was going to take. <laughs> um, of course, I knew that it was I, I knew that anything worthwhile is costly sure. investment. But um, you know, even the thought of planting a church um, not something you see. Um, very often mm -hmm. in our day, especially, you know, young, young pastors, mm -hmm. ministers, um, it's just because it's a, it can be a, um, it could feel like an uphill mm. battle, but, uh, but God has been so good to us. Mm. Um, you know, we've, we've had baptisms, we're, we're working in our community, um, and that's one of the things that our church is, is uh, a really uh, is what is really important to us mm -hmm. and has become a uh, uh, just a value and that, that is to reach into our community to serve our community mm -hmm. and these past three years uh, we have we've done just that you know whether it's um, providing food for the homeless um, providing toys for children during Christmas time or jackets during the winter time, um, Thanksgiving dinners that we've done throughout the year. Those are just mm -hmm. the holiday things that we do. But throughout yeah. the year, um, we're, we're, we're always looking for ways to be involved in our community. Yes. And uh, it's been a learning process. And we're, we're you know, I, I don't know if, if churches overall, and I maybe I'm just speaking from from my experience, you know, as as a as a apostolic, you know, oneness movement, um, I think we've we've um, maybe have hesitated to really connect and bridge the gap with our communities mm. and work with them. And so we're learning as we go. And I and I really am grateful that we've been able to inspire other churches oh, wow. to get involved. You know, to get involved in their communities and to to do that sort of thing. So we've very mission minded, mm. you know, and not only locally but also uh, globally. Mm. Um, I have a I'm not a missionary, but I, although I consider myself a, a, a local missionary, local. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but uh, I, I do love I love the mission field, mm. and I love missionaries, and so our church has also made it a top priority to be a a giving church uh to be a generous church uh for missions and so we've um very very thankful this past year you know we were able to give uh just a little a little over ten thousand dollars wow. um to missions and um and i really thank god for that i give him yes. a lot of praise but um you know so for a, for a young church that's only been around for less than three years mm. to to be setting those kinds of um, goals for 
missions giving is almost unheard of. But, yes. Um, but nevertheless, I believe that where there's a vision, there's provision. Mm. And when That's we've good. set out to be a blessing, and, and, and you know, the Lord has taken care of our church mm. in every sense, you know, so we're, we're diverse. We're all English, <laughs> which is um, <laughs> another, um, I guess you can call it an anomaly for, um, for you know, the blessed assembly that, <laughs> that uh, I'm a part of, you know, most churches are either Spanish or bilingual, but there's very few that are solely English, English. churches. And um, yeah, solely English. And, um, and in my area, we're, we're one of very few that are doing it, but, but there is a need. Yes. You know, and I'm thankful that uh, we're able to, um, to stand in the gap. And, and, you know, so we're reaching people of different color and mm-hmm. ethnicity and, um, because of the the, the language, you yes. know, we've, we've been able to yeah. break through that barrier. So, um, uh, so yeah, God is God is good. We're, we're striving along, looking forward to a blessed year and to multiply and win as many souls for Jesus as we can. Amen, Pastor. Ah, Pastor, I could probably talk to you for another day. So, <laughs> you just uh, <laughs> I appreciate all the little nuggets you know you just lay out and. And I'll gladly take them, Pastor. I'll, I'll gladly take them. And uh, uh, so, uh, in this year, you get to fill also a role uh, for the national. You mentioned before you were just kind of, you know, getting your feet wet working with the leadership board and the national level for the Messengers of Peace. Uh, and this year, you get to serve as the president. Um, was was that something surprising to you, sir, uh, Pastor, this year? Or and, and what is your vision for this year for the National Messengers of Peace? Amen. Well, yes, it, it it's definitely um, it's a new chapter for me, mm-hmm. and you know, and uh, I'd like to say even before I talk about the experience, um, you know, of being elected into this position, mm-hmm. is that you know, I'm very blessed to have um, served under and with, alongside some great men of God mm-hmm. who have uh, poured into me and. Uh, I got. I have to pay tribute to, to the work that they've done because I feel like uh, I'm really standing on their shoulders. Mm. You know, prior to me, Bishop, uh, not Bishop. Well, maybe I'm prophesying. But, uh, <laughs> pastor, pastor Omar Cortez, and um, who was the prior uh, youth president, and also Pastor Anthony Romo, um, who was really the, the the one who I would say you know, took the, took a chance on me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was the president at the time that I was asked to, to come along, um, and to, to serve as a, as the staff coordinator. And, um, prior to that, I really hadn't had much experience, mm-hmm. but he, well, he saw something in me and I, and I really am grateful for that. And, and so, you know, these men have, have, have helped pave the way and, and, uh, you know, and right now, we're just at a crucial time. We're at an exciting time for for the church, for the oneness uh, apostolic mm. movement. But you know, more specifically, the messengers of peace. Mm-hmm. You know, this generation of young um, apostolics who you know have a very long history um, and many many great revivals have have, have come through and have have flourished within the young people. And, and that is what my 
what my vision and my heart is. Mm. Um, my my primary goal, my what I'm pressing for mm-hmm. is for an end time revival. Mm. You know, we're you know I I believe that uh, we are living in, in perilous times. Mm. We're living in those 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 latter times and. Um, the coming of the Lord is 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 imminent and yeah. could be at any moment. And um, but as we have been preaching, you know, for for years, the only only thing that is probably holding him back from coming is is the salvation of, of more souls mm-hmm. and you know the the gathering uh, of the church. And so. What I'm trying to instill in the young people is is to to a love for the lost mm. and a to ignite in them revival fires mm-hmm. to to serve in their churches with the mission in mind mm-hmm. with souls in mind and to become soul winners mm-hmm. and to get involved in evangelism. Um, you know, I think this is going to be at least, you know, for this first um, term or how, how, however long the Lord allows me to serve mm-hmm. is going to be my my central message, you know, is is revival, mm. revival. And and I want to ignite those flames in our young people. I believe that. Because I, I hear it all the time. I get messages a lot, especially since I was now in this new position. Mm. Everyone has their different opinions on what's wrong with mm. this generation, what they need, sure. what's going to work. And I hold the, the view that that a fresh and dynamic move of God solves a lot of problems. Yes. <laughs> you know, that that if we just have a, a genuine when sovereign revival in this hour that a lot of these things that that everyone what people are worried about and i know that there are some legitimate concerns yeah. not to not to sweep those under the rug but, mm-hmm. but when people get on fire for god and their focus becomes the lost and then these things in a way begin to fix themselves mm-hmm. because when a heart is set on fire for the Lord and wants to fulfill that mission, one is going to begin to align themselves, mm. you know, to to the word. One is going to come under conviction. One is going to surrender their whole life. And so uh, revival. Yes. So uh, I've already been preaching and we've had um, we've had a few national conferences already, youth advances this year. And. The young people are hearing it from mm. me that uh, our focus needs to be revival and how can we prepare ourselves to be useful in God's hands and yes. um, how can we work together? And so this this is the pressing the pressing uh, issue of our time. Yeah. This is I think what the Apostle Paul had he lived in these times. I mean, wow, he. Uh, he he believed he was part of the rapture generation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, here we are, and we still believe the apostolic church is marching forward, yes. still believing that we are that generation. And if I can just, uh, 
you know, turn on one heart, one youth group, one church onto revival, um, we're going to see a great harvest. Mm. So that's, I, I just, I keep telling people, if you want to, you, if you want to talk about revival, you have my undivided attention, mm. you know, um, because that is what I feel is going to be, um, what defines, um, my service yes. to the messengers of peace and, um, and, and not to use this term loosely, but, um, in a way, if God tarries, then, um, hopefully define the legacy that I leave mm. uh, behind is that, um, not that I preached, you know, the most spectacular sermons mm. or not that I, that I roused the crowd or that I, but that, but that there was revival yeah. during those years that many souls came to Christ. I mean, that to me would be the ultimate. So, uh, you know, we got to do, yes, sir. but that's, that's what it's all about. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and kind of just going back in reference to that series that I was mentioning earlier, um, uh, that's my story. Like like you mentioned, Pastor, in that series, um, that's where we were saved. We were saved to save others. Uh, you know, and you mentioned, too, if we want revival, God said, hey, go get revival. It's there. So in Jesus' name. Right. Yes, yeah. Well, Pastor, I'm going to take advantage of having you on. Uh, we're going to wrap up uh, already, Pastor. I really want to appreciate your time so far. But I'm being a little biased because I'm here in Arizona. Uh, if you can just give a shout out to all the Arizona Messengers of Peace. And then if you want to, the other ones, that's going to be fun. <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes. <sighs> Uh, so because i know you absolutely yeah <laughs> and i know you mentioned the the next uh national youth advance is going to be here in arizona uh pretty soon so uh we'll hopefully have the blessing of, of seeing right. you there also pastor um I, again i really want to appreciate i really want to appreciate your time pastor and and everything that you've shared uh you know we'll be praying for you sir and in, in, in the positions that you hold and you know, as as you pastor, as as you lead uh, the national uh, messengers of peace, and and that you know, like you mentioned, if anything is is worth, you know, the work of the effort that we put in, it's uh, I'm sorry, if anything's worth uh, what God has called us to do, it's going to take effort, and and we're going to be praying for you, pastor, and um, you know, uh, please, uh, any of you listening out there, uh, attached on the links is going to be uh, the city. Um, uh, City Light, uh, City Light Church link to the SoundCloud, and if you want to give a listen there to the series that Pastor Jacob gives, uh, Rodriguez, Pastor Jacob Rodriguez gives, they're there for you to listen, uh, and and I would encourage you to do that. And Pastor, again, thank you so much for your time and, and your availability for today, Pastor. Thank you. Amen. Well, thank you for having me, and let me just give a quick shout out to the AZMO. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to coming in a couple of weeks. We're going to have an explosive time, Lord, and just come expecting, you know, revival, signs and wonders. And, mm. and um, you know, I believe that, uh, you know, one final word that that I don't, I particularly don't like when people say that the young people are the church of tomorrow, because mm. in my humble opinion, mm -hmm. I believe they're the church today. Mm, that's good. And and if you're listening, you're 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 a, you're a messenger of peace, you know, whether you're fifteen years old and this is sort of a new thing for you or or you're in your twenties and you're you know uh you you're 
part of this movement. Mm. Um, you are the church of today. You're the church of now. Yes. And that's that's been our theme this year. Is now. You mm. know, let's let's have revival now. So we look forward to seeing you and um, in Phoenix. And you know, keep us in prayer. And thank you once again, uh, Brother Mario, for, for this opportunity. Oh my, all my pleasure, Pastor. Thank you so much. Uh, and God bless you, sir. <laughs>